Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Sal Vetri here, and today we are going to be breaking down another six-game slate for Friday at 2 a.m. if you're on the East Coast, 11 p.m. if you're on the West Coast, um, and wherever you're tuning in from the Friday six-game slate for the LPL, the China League, and the LCK, the Korean League that returned this past week, now the third day, and three straight days of 50k to first prize pools. Pretty fun until we get back to the weekend where the European and the American League, the LEC, European, LCS, American League, are going to be joining back up six-figure prize pool to first on Sunday. Pretty exciting stuff. Before we get into it, I just want to let you know that I do have uh, projections. I do have Patreon exclusive content projections for League of Legends here. Um, interest sheets going to be starting to uh, try and incorporate some sort of stacking um, priority ranking tool as well. All that can be found linked down below on Patreon. If you are currently in a situation and comfortably um, and securely to be able to do that, I know a lot of people might be um, having some uncertainty in their lives right now, so I don't want to be creating any more stress and pressure there for people. Um, but if you are in a position that you can afford them, be sure to check them out down below. If you want to support me over on Patreon, independent content creator here, hit the subscribe button. A lot more subscribers coming in the last two days as people just swarm to the League of Legends, the esports streets looking for something to play. And honestly, it's a ton of fun actually to watch. I'm warming up to the idea of watching these contests now because I get up really early. So have them on as I prep some of these models and some of uh, my other work and to-dos throughout the day as well. So um, yeah, be sure to watch them. You can watch them on Twitch, on YouTube. Uh, it's pretty fun stuff. And yeah, huge prize pools coming. So please hit that subscribe button. We're getting closer to less than 200 away from 20,000 on the podcast. We're getting up there as well in the ranking. So please be sure to hit that. That's the only thing I ask from you if indeed you get value from this video. So we're just going to go position by position here. There's some um, really not a ton of huge favorites for a six game slate. Only really one huge favorite and it's Funplex Phoenix. And they're always going to be huge favorites. It seems minus six or minus seven sixty nine favorite. I would imagine that this line continues to move potentially throughout the entire day. They usually become huge favorites. They open last time as a minus 1400. They close as a minus 2000 favorite Funplex Phoenix. And that's a pretty decent trend that I've been tracking for at least their, their themselves after that. Not much though. You have, um, you have E-Star uh, at minus 329, and then everybody else seems to be closer to a toss-up, like for at least League of Legends, minus 149, minus 130, minus 160. Um, these are lines that are not that huge for League of Legends and can really mean that the games are probably going to go to three rounds most of the time. That's good for both sides scoring, uh, but it also means that there should be a decent amount of upsets or potential upset uh, alerts coming your way. Based on the line movement throughout the day, I'll kind of choose which te- underdogs I like more based on the matchups as well. But starting with the top laners here, yeah, Gim Goon at the top is a 769 favorite. 86% win rate when he starts for Funplex Phoenix is going to look really good, but you're playing 7,600 for a top laner. I don't want to be doing that. Um, so I'm going to have stacks of Funplex Phoenix, but you shouldn't be really, I don't know, they're going to be like the clear cut team that should win, but there's going to also be six teams that win on the slate. So I don't think by any means that they're a guarantee or a lock to have to be in your lineups. Like Gimgoon is a fine player. He's going to probably pick up the win, but damage is not great. He's average when it comes to assists per contest, 5.4. Average when it comes to kills per contest, 3. A little bit better when his team's kills per win, things like that are going to look a little bit better when you line up a a huge favorite here for the potential win. Um, But yeah, it's not a situation that I think stands out all that often. Like these are these are good numbers, but you're paying $7,600, you're paying mid laner and almost 80 carry price points for your top laner. seems pretty scary to want to be doing that. I do think that there's potential for some of these other, um, just maybe even underdogs or, or slight favorites. Some of the underdogs that probably stand out a little bit more to me, um, Flandre for LNG Gaming. LNG Gaming is a plus 233 underdog to E-Star. That's a pretty decent sized underdog, the second biggest on the slate. But Flandre is a really good top laner at only 5,600. 
Flandre sees about three kills per contest, 6.2 average assists per contest, a ton of damage. Flandre is probably a better player, and I would say is, than Gimgoon. It's just the matchup and, and the win upside there. But if you get the upset alert from Flandre and, and LNG Gaming, LNG, you're going to have a really good spot there. There's some other underdogs that stand out as well. If you want to go to RNG, Lane X, only a plus 123 underdog. You have a 6.1 assist per contest. That's up there as well. Really good damage. Um, second on the slate in creep score per minute. 2.4 kills per contest for a top laner is, is meh, but it's, it's pretty much average. So there are some underdogs. There are some slate favorites that do stand out. Obviously, if you just want to go up to the top players in Gimgoon, if you want to go up to Zyobay from uh, Eastar on the opposite side of that, uh, 7.1, second on the slate in assists decent kills it well as well i think those are options but i'm going to be very active and be tracking as i make this video at 5 12 in the morning east coast time i'm going to be tracking line movement throughout the entire day i mean we have 20 hours until this thing locks so i'll be sure to be tracking the line movement uh it'll, it'll be updating based on the projections that you see it'll be updated and I'll, I'll update some people in the discord as well as over on patreon to the mid laners we go i'll also call out that the the weekend slates like so tomorrow slate friday is going to have this six game slate and a five game european slate i'll probably make a video for both but the weekend slates is going to have all four leagues going at it so i'm not going to be making three videos a day to cover the four leagues if you want to be sure to be up to date on all of them i'll probably make one video per day probably for the american uh league since that's going to have a six figure to first prize pool but that is where um definitely being a patron you'll have all the projections all the sheets all that stuff might even be able to fit in a breakdown of one or two of those slates that i don't cover on youtube for patreon but we'll see how the schedule goes mid laners um yeah so mid laners again they're going to be right down the middle of the map picking up a lot of damage they'll usually score the most if their team loses on average if their team wins they'll be up there as like a top two scorer with the ad carries um, doing b has been fantastic last time out i think laid an egg for a lot of people doing b is going to be one of the highest home players in the slate probably the highest home player in the slate at an eight thousand dollar price tag doing b was the highest home player on the slate last time out huge favorite once again you're getting the great kills at 5.1 per contest you're getting a ton of kill participation leading the slate at 76.7 percent and the damage rate um, is second on the slate only behind zaihu from rng so um, yeah 31.2 percent doing is fantastic option again it's just a matter of how much do you really want to prioritize funplex phoenix when they're going to be chalky when they're going to be wildly expensive again their top laner was 7600 dollars crying all the way up at the top for Star. Yeah, another fine option. 5.1 assists is tied for Doom B for the most, or kills tied for Doom B for the most in the slate. Kill participation is, is right ahead of Doom B for the most in the slate. Fantastic averages in terms of assists per contest, 8.7 leads the slate. So the, the two high, highest priced players are fine. Like they should be in your player pools. Probably shouldn't exclude them. Um, They're the biggest favorites and going to be some of the highest scoring players on the slate. I mean, they, they, averaging damn near 95 to 100 points per contest and their teams normally win uh, around three quarters of the time or so. So yeah, they're going to be in my player pools. I'm not fading them. Uh, but if you're just trying to look for other upside in some of your players, Yago for JD uh, Gaming, I think that looks fine as well. Three kills per contest, 6.36 per contest. You're going to get a 63% win rate in terms of the rounds when Yago is playing. So that's fine as well. If anything, you're going to get three rounds out of that. If you're looking for upside in some of these underdogs, Maple, again, for LNG. I think LNG is an intriguing underdog against E-Star. The problem is they're one of the bigger underdogs, but plus 233 underdog. Four kills per contest is third on the slate for any of the starters. Maple's a really solid player just in general. So 6,600, even if you got a loss through three rounds, it's not ideal. But I think Maple can still pay off a $6,600 price tag um, when it comes to that. Those are some of the ones that do stand out, at least from mid laners. Heading over to supports. Supports, I'm very uh, more open to get to some of these uh, teams that might lose in three rounds with a support player. Because you could still see the support player picking up 50 points, right? And the winning team on the other side, the support player picks up 56, something like that, right? So it's, it's not a huge drop off. And the biggest thing is you might get a support player doing that at just like a, a $4,800 price, like a 5k flat. So I think there is a little bit of upside there. Again, I'm trying to go for all the wins. But if, if your downside is that the support player loses in three rounds with still a ton of points, that's it's not the worst downside. Um, and, and that's where 
couple strategies come in just just trying to stack teams from both sides of teams from the same game so that you you have the upside either way there and and maybe just fading another game completely and hoping that that's the game that pops off is some things that i've been working through like you're going to have to pay up for these top support players on this slate uh, by a pretty decent margin outside of maybe one of them like shy we see for e-star crisp for funplex um, they're two of the best probably two of the three best, if not the two best on the slate, and they're priced for it. Now, they're not priced all that crazy. $6,600 for Shai Wusi. Yeah, it's probably like $400 too much, um, and I would like to pay $400 less, but you're getting the most kills in the uh, slate per uh, on average you're getting the most assists on average so a lot of upside there damage for a support player is pretty decent as well, so that should indicate that those average kills and assists are probably going to stay around where they are. Chris for Funplex Phoenix, 6400 Fair price point, huge favorite. Um, deaths per contest are very low. Second lowest in the slate, 2.2. So staying alive and getting those assists, 10.9 per contest. You're not going to get a single kill. 0.3 per match is tied for the least in the slate, but it does look pretty solid. So yes, they're going to be my player pool without question. Some of these smaller favorites that stand out, um, probably not going to. You'll have to see who starts for uh, SB here. It's probably going to be Gorilla starting 15. Joker started six, but we'll see what happens there. Probably not that interested in either of them. They just don't pick up a ton of points even when their team wins in terms of assists. I think effort from T1 is fine. Started 23 games this year, averaging a kill per contest, seven assists per contest in victories. They're a minus 130 favorite. So Definitely not in any 100% going to win, but it looks okay at 5,600. I like some of the cheaper options down here. You're banking once again on up underdogs, but a slight underdog for DRX, uh, minus 101, actually minus money on both sides of this for Kara. Kara is getting 8.7 assists per contest through 25 starts. But the big thing that stands out, 76.8% uh, kill participation. That's the highest on the slate at just 4,800. So this one, both teams are minus money in this. The first time that I've seen this since playing for two weeks. Both time, both teams being minus money means that very close to a toss-up and a pick at this point. T1 being a slighter favorite at minus 130 here. Uh, but Kara has won 100% of the rounds um, as uh, over the last uh, two weeks, of, uh, over the last two weeks of games since they just returned that they've been playing 25 starts this year. You're getting just the least deaths in the slate, the most kill participation, and a lot of assists and average kills. So even if this went three rounds, this is a situation where I still think Kara can get the 55 points, even in a loss, right? And at that point, that might be the third highest support player in the slate, but price is if she's the 12th worst um, or he's the 12th worst. So Kiara is is looking good at $4,800, in my opinion, win or loss. Obviously, you want the win, though. Eddie Carey, the highest scoring players on the slate when their teams win. All right. Most expensive player in the slate is Wink for E-Star. It makes sense. I mean, just averaging the most kills in the slate by over one per contest at 5.7, averaging the most assists on the slate by over one per contest at 7.8. Good damage above average. Kill participation is, is fine for an AD carry at this point. Averaging over 100 win, uh, points per contest. Wink is going to be one of the highest home players in the slate and, and going to be in a player pool. Fine. There's really no way that you should be getting away from it all that much. Uh, LWX for Funplex Phoenix, um, the AD carry there. Very strong as well. Pretty much top three, top two in, in all kills and assists and all that. Um, the, the kill participation is actually really low at 68.6, which probably indicates that the kills and assists are going to stay where they are, like not trending in a direction that... Um, getting unlucky so these two players i would prefer wink all the way up at the top but i think both getting to both are fine i like teddy uh minus 130 at 70 percent wins winning 70 percent of rounds only 1.3 deaths per contest you're getting pretty good numbers in terms of four kills per contest you're getting a ton of damage 33.2 is third best in the slate creep score per minute um, is the highest in the slate so it just picks up a couple extra peripherals your issue is that this is a slight underdog so or a slight favorite so if the line starts to move where t1 becomes almost plus money or, or it's going to be more of a pick em, I'm probably just going to go to the, the DRX the DRX side that'll probably be either A, lower owned, or two, at least lesser priced on that side of things. Um, just looking at a couple other spots, I think that Azura for LNG, Azura has been just splitting time with light, but Azura has been starting as of late, plus 233. LNG is a fantastic option if they get the win. They're not expected to, but if it goes three rounds and they can eat out a win here, you're getting a ton of players that have high upside at really cheap price points. 
Azure is seeing the second most kills per contest on the slate and the second most assists per contest on the slate leads the entire slate in kill percentage or kill participation at 88% and a 31% damage rate is all really good. Again, they might get swept here. They're projected to lose at plus 233. But if you get this underdog to win here, it's going to have players that actually have huge ceilings. Um, so that's where I'd be going there. Jungler, same things can be said here. You're going to pretty much get the same junglers. Uh, you don't have to worry about late um, swapping too much. Like the only team, KT, with Bono starting 22 games and, and Malring starting four. Everybody else is pretty much starting their same jungler every time. I believe that there were some issues with T1 starting a different uh, support player, a top laner, or, or, or something like that, that screwed a lot of people's lineups. And I'm sure I had like four or 5% went really balanced in, in yesterday's slate, had about 30 different captains at 4% on the piece, highest was like 5%. But regardless, shouldn't have to worry too much here. Um, I believe it was Cuz right here. Yeah, so Cuz, um, as I say that, Cuz for, um, you had Cuz not starting for T1, which started 23 games. Nobody else was really starting. So that was a big change from yesterday. We'll have to keep an eye on what happens there. So be sure to track that for T1 Cuz at 6,400. It's a fine play um, if you do get the start, but you're not going to have that news and didn't get the start yesterday. So it seems a little bit interesting. We'll see if any news came out on that. We up the top for uh, E-Star and then Tion for Funplex Gaming. They're just going to be the most expensive players. Uh, paying $8,000 for a jungler is really not something I want to do. Even paying $7,800 for a jungler is really not something I want to do. So a lot of the times my jungler might be coming in and my optimizer will make it so that they go and I'll get some of these players at the top, right? But a lot of the times the way that it's probably going to preference it is that my, my second stack, my two-man stack or my three-man stack is going to be getting uh, the jungler from that team more times than not because it'll be a little bit cheaper. They'll be literally over $1,000 cheaper more than likely if you're getting to the, the KT junglers uh, of Bono that's really not a great player, just not getting any kills, uh, a good kill participation, and actually a favorite today. If you get down to some of these other players, like potentially from DRX, if you wanted to go the opposite side of this, again, minus money, 64% of the rounds won when he places a size, size, sick. Fisic, Fiosic, um, you get a good amount of kills there, 2.7 per contest. That's that's going to be top four in the slate for the price point. That's just not going to reflect it really strong in terms of a kill, uh, creep score per minute, damage percentage, all that. So I do think that trying to get up to these top junglers, again, from playing 150 lineups, I'm, I'm going to probably get some of them. But the preference that I think I get to here, just based on the price points, like I'd much rather just play pay for an AD carry at those price points or a mid laner. Um, so the, the thing that happens there for me is that I imagine the optimizer is going to go, okay, four-man stack is created three-man stack that makes it most optimal you're probably going to have some sort of slight underdogs jungler or just a slight favorites jungler because they're going to end up being in some cases two thousand dollars cheaper um so i think that's sort of a strategy today for that based on the price points and then the teams yeah so just referencing some things in terms of where you might see some upsets in terms of just deaths per game um and, and things like that you're seeing a ton of deaths per game come in for E-Star. They're, they're having 11.8 per game. E-Star's deaths per game is fourth on the slate out of 12 teams, but they're the second biggest favorite. So that's why I kind of like LNG as an underdog side of this. We've been seeing just trends in terms of... So the 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 upside as well is that LNG creates 14.1 kills per game. That's the third highest in the slate. So you have a team that's a huge underdog, but number three in kills per game, facing an opponent that is fourth worst in the slate in deaths per game. I'm not saying that automatically always means that a team's going to win, but when you see those numbers and a trending in a positive direction, it at least makes me feel a little bit comfortable. Now, the downside is that E-Star leads the entire slate um, for LNG, at least. E-Star leads the entire slate in kills per game at 18.5. They're just fantastic when it comes to that. And LNG Esports is going to come in with the most deaths per, per game. So 
it's sort of a balancing act that E-Star clearly has the advantage in when you're looking at it, but that's why the favorite is there. Um, so I do think this one probably goes three rounds. At that point, more times than not, E-Star is going to win as a 323 favorite. But I, I at least think that LNG Esports is worth having some, some exposure to. If you're building one lineup, you probably don't want to take that risk. Maybe you do. Um, but if you're building a lot of lineups, you're 150 and they have the, the 50 cent to 150. It's only $75 to do that. If you're somebody who wants to try out 150 maxing, I have projections available down below on Patreon. Um, yeah, they have, um, they, they definitely have an upside to, to knock this off. Um, they're pretty good at lane, uh, lane control percentage. They're very good at dragon control percentage, second most highest on the slate. So I think there's at least some upside there. Um, other than that, KT, uh, versus, uh, Hanna life esports. It's, it's an interesting matchup. Like KT Rolser is the second least kills per game facing a team that has the second most deaths per game. So I'm not really a huge fan of getting to KT Rolster today. Again, they only win 46.2% of their rounds. That's not great. They're facing a team that only wins 40%. It's just two really bad teams that don't usually hit a high scoring upside. One KDR is really bad for a KT Rolster, especially at what you're probably going to get some of their players at. So probably a team I don't get to as often. Um, just looking at some of the other teams that that are going to just pick up a ton of kills. It's Funplex Phoenix and E-Star as a team pick up the most kills. And then it's LNG Esports, like I was saying. So I think there's some upside there. In terms of which ones of these teams I'm going to get to, I'm probably not going to get to really any of Funplex Phoenix in my in my team spot. They're expensive. They're a huge favorite. So when I get to their team in general, it's going to just be by positional stacking. Unless I'm in a situation where I have a ton of money left over and I could leave like a few hundred to a thousand dollars on the table with Funplex Phoenix in my team spot, I'll probably get away from it. And the reason is like, I think you have similar upside to pretty much all the other five teams that win. Complex Phoenix might drop 54 points in the team spot. The other five teams that are winning, there's going to be two, three of them that drop 48 to 50 to 55 points. So it's just a matter of trying to pin those down. So I probably won't get to the players that I have the stacks of as much or, or the teams that have the stacks of as much. Funplex Phoenix at the price point probably don't get there. E-Star, I do like the LNG side of this as well. So at $4,000 for their team spot, there's going to be lineups where I do roster them in a team spot, maybe as a one-off, and then just hope that they get the victory there. Maybe as a two-man stack, maybe even as some four-man stacks. So the other upside is that um, E-Star's games usually last the longest, 35 minutes and 24 seconds, second highest in the slate behind T1. So there's some upside there if you're just looking at um, trying to get even more points if you roster LNG Esports and they lose in three rounds. They might go the distance. It's two teams that pick up a ton of kills, two of the three most kills per contest on the slate. So it could really be a bloodbath there where you're just getting a ton of points. And then if you get really lucky, you get the upset. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, again, this is the slate for Fridays. Uh, the The... China plus South Korean leagues, uh, the LPL plus the LCK. Your Europe league is going to be back Friday as well. It starts at 1 p.m. Might have a video out for that on YouTube. If I don't, it, there will be projections. There will be analysis over on Patreon. And then the weekend, you get all three leagues back. Only going to be doing one video per day for those more than likely. The other stuff, these sheets, the projections, all that stuff can be found on Patreon. Potentially, maybe even a podcast for one of those shows as well over the weekend. So thanks for tuning in. Please do hit that subscribe button. If you got any value from this podcast and or video, just take a couple seconds, hit that subscribe button would be really a huge, huge goal. We could rally and get 200 subs over on YouTube, a few more over on the podcast and get to that 20,000 number over the next week before April 1st. So thank you all so much. Appreciate you tuning in. Check out Patreon, my exclusive content down below. Check out some of the free strategy guides down below as well if you are indeed interested. My name is Salvetri. Have a great rest of your day, everybody, and I will see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.